Jesus said this to the 12 men that he called to be his disciples. There were many other disciples. It's clear in the Gospel of Luke particularly that there were far more than 12 and that many of them were women. But for the reasons of the sense of unity of the people, these 12, because there were 12 tribes of Israel, these 12 were chosen specifically and given and they were named. And he said to them, as you go, proclaim the good news. And what's the good news? That the kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without any payment. So give without payment. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts. No bag for your journey, no tunics, or no two tunics or sandals or a staff. This is great, isn't it? Except it's freezing out there. I am not going out without two tunics, and I'm going to wear them both. It's cold. I don't know what we do with a reading like this. We could, of course, hit the road. The famous example of this is in the life of St Francis for whom our current Pope has named himself he was a wealthy young merchant who gave it all up literally gave it all up one of the, the legends is that he literally stripped off all his clothes and walked out of town naked to live in a completely different way and he was the story goes that he was actually inspired by this text that we're reading today in one sense John Flynn whose memory we think of when we think of Frontier Services, this agency of the Uniting Church that works in the bush. He basically left a lot of things behind. You, you may know, I hope many of you do, who've been here a long time, that Flynn was commissioned from this very place where we are today, from Scott's Church. He had a desire to reach the people of the outback, to reach the people of remote Australia, or at least the, the new settlers, the work of dealing with indigenous people was more problematic for people, white people of the earlier 20th century. Like many good Christians, he saw Aboriginal people as a nation dying out to be sort of um, supplanted by us because we were somehow superior. And we've moved away a long way from that, but those were the days. One of the, I, I used to live in Alice Springs and uh, Adelaide House, which was the original hospital in Alice Springs, is now a museum, has been for a long time. There's on the wall, there's one photograph that they think is of Flynn, but it's not easy to tell. There's a man uh, in shirt sleeves, but still wearing a waistcoat and, and, uh, and braces, digging out a Model T or a Model A Ford that's up to its ankles in sand and standing just to the side of the uh, this vehicle is a young woman uh, and it said the, on the photograph that she was a nurse she was wearing crinoline the whole you know imagine how hot it would have been out there but anyway she's wearing the entire outfit and she's standing there and you can just see this look on her face of just utter shock that here she is in the middle of nowhere literally there's just nothing around except sand and a man on his hands and knees trying to dig a car out from that was the kind of world that this young woman was going into. Uh, Flynn was apparently very, very persuasive. 
And he was managed to persuade all kinds of people to give up money in order to fund the Australian Inland Mission. And one of the things he was able to do was to persuade this young woman, Lord knows what he told her, but there she was in the middle of nowhere. And I, know, I never forget that photograph whenever I think of the work of Frontier Services, that it was, really was a giving up and a going into, really literally hitting the road even when there wasn't a road. What were they thinking? And what are we thinking? Because, look, let's be honest, we're not going to do this. I'm not going to do it. There's only one way of making sense of this reading that will be of value to us, is if we understand what Jesus was saying about the proclamation of the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Jesus chose these words really carefully. He didn't say, this is a new way of being faithful. He didn't say this is a better way of doing your religion. He didn't say this is a good way of being a moral person. He said this is the kingdom of heaven. The, a kingdom is a way of running the world. It's a way of organising things. It's a government. This is the way the world is run. Jesus is saying this is not about personal faith. This is not about Morality. This is about something much bigger than both those. It encompasses those, but it's much bigger. This is about a new way of running the world. And why the kingdom of heaven? Everywhere else in the Gospels, Jesus talks about the kingdom of God. And we scholars think that the reason Matthew uses the kingdom of heaven instead of the kingdom of God is because the Jews had a particular understanding that you didn't use the name of God because... That give you a sense that you understood what you were talking about, that you had some sort of level of control and that something this glorious and this mysterious ought not be named. And so that may be the reason why Matthew uses heaven rather than God. But we know that heaven is the realm of God. That's the idea of it. And of course the Jews knew that the realm of God was everywhere. When Jesus said, proclaim the kingdom of heaven, he was saying, Tell the world, tell the people that you meet that there is a new way of running the world, that it will be radically different. It will be a government of truth. It will be the universal commonwealth, like the parliament of everything, the organising structure of the world. This is radical stuff that Jesus is talking about. This is the world as it is in reality. This is the way God has always made the world to be. And what does it look like? Well, it's going to be the end of every disease and every sickness. That's what the text says. It's the end of people being out of control of themselves, being out of sorts with themselves, which we talk about as unclean spirits. It's even going to be the end of death. This is an extraordinary idea. Imagine our government saying that. Imagine our government saying the purpose for our existence is to bring about the end of suffering, the end of discrimination, the end of death. This is the kind of radical story that Jesus is telling these 12 men to go out and tell. And then he says, don't take anything with you. No money, no bag full of stuff, not even an extra pair of clothes or a staff to ward off animals and to help you walk. Why? 
Well, there's some indication that this was the way you would be understood to be a wandering rabbi. We see it most often today in uh, some Buddhist countries where Buddhist monks do the same thing, that they walk around uh, in their robes with little else. And again, that was useful for them, but for us, we have to go deeper and say, well, why do you need to be this way? Because, I think, Jesus is saying, this is the way people really are. It's to demonstrate the truth that to be a human being is to be a vulnerable, powerless, defenceless person in the world. That's actually how we experience the world. Whatever we're able to muster by way of possessions or education, status, physical beauty, prowess, what, all of those things, they're not the heart of who you are. We are and we always have been children. We don't understand the world. We can't control the world. We really are naked and vulnerable and that these disciples were an exemplar of that. This is why Jesus says in a number of places, truly I tell you, unless you become like little children, in other words, unless you become as you actually are, the truth of who you are inside that we try to hide from ourselves and from each other, unless you do that, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You will never enter the truth of the world. You will always live a lie. Jesus is sending out his 12 men to tell the truth about what it means to be human, about what the, the way the world is actually structured around the love and, com and compassion of God. But reality is terrifying. The reality that we are really vulnerable, defenceless and clueless. We do anything we can to keep that away from other people knowing that. And there's another reality, the reality that we really are glorious, that we really are made with the same DNA as God, that we really are what Paul goes on and on and on about, God's children, God's offspring. We kind of don't want to face that reality. We'd do anything rather than face the truth of things. Climate change has become such a cataclysmic thing that there are whole groups of people that refuse to believe it's true because it's too impossible to believe that we, have, we are at the point of destroying our lives on the very planet that we live. So they say it isn't true. It's much easier to believe that. It's terrible that we've turned housing in Australia into a luxury commodity to be gathered and controlled as we do works of art and bottles of wine by the wealthy. It stopped it being just places for people to live. We have some of the most expensive housing in the world because of that. But we don't want to tell ourselves that truth. We want to tell ourselves that all we need to do is tweak this or tweak that or spend a couple of billion dollars here or there and it will all be okay. We do it with refugees. Just stop the boats. That's all we have to do. Because we don't want to tell ourselves the truth that the world is really complicated. We would rather have Donald Trump give us straightforward answers. All we need to do is 
We don't want to face the reality of it. We don't want it to be so complicated, so difficult, so hard. And you, I don't know if you, I was at a party yesterday and somebody sort of bailed me up in a corner in what was passing for a conversation, but it was really them telling me in statements how simple things could be if we just did this or that, if the government did this. And, and I wanted to say, but I got bored and so ran out of patience. Look, it's really not as simple as that. It's much more complicated. You are a much more complicated person. I am a much more complicated person. And us together, it's really hard. It's not that easy. But we don't want to deal with that sort of reality, the truth of it. We don't want it to be exposed that we don't know what we're doing. We don't want it to be exposed that we're frightened or that we're lonely or that we're uncertain. We spend years shielding it from ourselves, let alone from each other. And if other people expose it in themselves, we're very embarrassed. If somebody comes out and tells the real truth about what it means to be human, we're often very embarrassed. And if somebody exposes it in us, we often react with violence, don't we? We'll do anything to resist it. And this text from Matthew says things that are horrible about what people will do to resist facing truth. They will hand you over to councils and flog you in the synagogues and you will be dragged before governors and kings. Brother will betray brother to death and a father his child and children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. What a horrible world. But people are unwilling to face the truth. But Jesus sends out these 12 to tell the truth. But of course, we think, well, it's better to be just polite and bland and nice with each other. And the church, the church is full of this disease. Where we're all pleasant and fine, but we don't really engage with each other. I was in a church recently where somebody asked me where a member was, a man in his late 80s, and... Uh, I said, oh, he's, he's out, off bushwalking again. And which is, you know, I don't know how fast he was walking, but he loved bushwalking. And, she, and this woman said to me, oh, I didn't know he was a bushwalker. Now, they had both been in this congregation for more than 40 years together. This man's passion is still bushwalking. He still does it. He's now in his 90s. So this was some time ago, it wasn't recently, it was some time ago that I had this experience and it stuck with me. She had no idea. How can you be in the same community for 40 years and not know anything about each other except pleasantries, except niceness? Because we're frightened of the future, of the truth, and of people discovering that in us. But truth-telling is the language of the kingdom. This is why Jesus says in the reading, do not worry about how you are able to speak or what you have to say. For what you are to say will be given to you at that time. For it is not you who speaks, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. You will say the truth because the spirit is the spirit of truth. That's what Jesus says in John. You will tell truth to each other. You will tell truth to the community. And you might be done down for it, according to this text. 
but it will be heard too. The truth of what it means to be human, that we are alone and vulnerable and frightened. And we are made of the DNA of God. Both those things are true. You can't have one without the other. They are just the human experience. But don't worry about what you will say. Say the truth. How often have you heard of people who are grieving and no one goes to see them? And when you ask people, why haven't you gone to see so-and-so who's grieving? I wouldn't know what to say. Of course you don't know what to say. Somebody's died. There is nothing you can say. That's the truth. So you do what the Jews do when they sit shiver. Say nothing. Be there. Go there. That's the human condition. That's what we're called to. That's what it means to go out on the road, 12 men with nothing but themselves. That's all we're called to do. That's all we're called to be, ourselves, with each other. It's so hard and it's so frightening. But when we do, when we make those connections, when there's somebody who knows what it's like to be me and somebody who knows what it's like to be you because you've had that intimate moment, whether it's for a moment or for a lifetime, That's what it means to be human. That's the gospel. That's the good news of the kingdom of heaven come near. Or at least that's some of it. There's so much more than that. But that's for it for today.